Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses come to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. Well, what is going on, everybody? This is Alex Kirby, host of the Down to Business podcast, where your business is our business. We talk about how to help you grow in the areas of business, finance, marketing, and anything in between that you guys message us about or that comes up in the day-to-day life of the marketplace and discussion. Hope you guys are doing awesome today and that you are uh, being safe wherever you're at, first and foremost, that your family is good. And uh, thank you so much for being a listener of this podcast. We greatly appreciate it. If you would do something for us, if you would send uh, this podcast to someone you think it could benefit, um, that would be awesome. We are trying to, you know, do this to help other people. So if you could, if you feel like the Down to Business podcast has been an aid to you in in growing yourself, growing your business, um, in your employees, and all that good stuff, we'd love for you to share it with somebody. So we appreciate that. It's a good day here in South Carolina where we're at, Columbia, South Carolina, home of the Gamecocks, who just watched them get beat by Kentucky the other night in basketball. So we might be seeing a new coach here soon, but it's a good time. We've got a lot going on. We're only three weeks away from uh, our landscaping business trifecta getting really geared up, going good, strong. Um, we got Pure Marketing is going great, which is um, we just landed a awesome account that we're really excited about serving this company. Um, you guys should be seeing that on our socials here shortly. And uh, in the podcast, guys, we really are enjoying the podcast. And we have a really special guest that we're going to be having on in the next episode that you hear if you follow in chronological order. Um, Mr. Daniel Fisher, he's going to be on there. He's a full-time filmmaker, a producer, you know, editor, all these great things when it comes to the film and video production side. Well, today we're going to be chatting just for a few minutes. You know, this is kind of my solo one here where um, something that has been on the forefront of, of any media uh, thing you read, a newspaper, if you still read those, or if you read digital newspapers, um, the Wall Street Journal. I never can get on the Wall Street Journal or any of that because they have that little pop-up. Yeah, you got to pay for it. It says, hey, pay uh, three small payments of 99 cents every other day, and it costs $2 a month to read, and I will hard pass on that. So, um but kind of one of the biggest things that's been happening over the last seven to ten days has been Mr. Joe Rogan, the number one podcaster in the world who obviously, obviously listens to this show. Duh. Um, he has been under a huge uh, criticism and attack um, for some. There is a couple of things. There's you know there's some people are starting to dig up that he's used language that they don't like, but the predominant you know argument is that basically he's spreading misinformation in their viewpoints, uh, whether it be about the vaccine, whether it be about racial things, whether it be about just his opinions, really. And, and that's what – actually, it's not even about his opinions. It's about the dialogues he's having with his guests. Well, it depends on who you ask. It's yeah, it depends on who you ask. And that's kind of our point, right, for for this episode, <clears throat> listeners, is talking about kind of your online reputation and, and what you do online and what that looks like as a business owner or someone that works at a business – until a couple years ago, I was actually a really poor example of this. <laughs> I would uh, I would go on my personal Facebook or Instagram, whatever you want to Twitter, whatever, and 
I think I fell into this trap w- that social media created when it was started and getting going. Was it 12, 14 years ago now? It's really been prevalent. I was about 16, yeah, 16 years old. So about, yeah, 14, almost, almost on. Where everyone thinks their opinion on social media is like when you go to a basketball game and you hold up a sign behind the free throw, you know, um, the, the goalposts, or not the goalposts, the, uh, the basket. And you hold up a sign and you want everyone on national TV to see it because it's going to be filmed. Everyone acts like your opinion on social media is like that, that everybody's watching you and everybody cares what you have to say. And then if you don't care, you should, because it's my opinion and my opinion matters so much. And I think I was in that, you know, in that place where if I disagree with something, I was going to go on a, not, I don't like the word rant, but I would go on a rant or uh, a announcement of, what I thought about something. And I'm sure a lot of you guys listening have done this before because we all have, <clears throat> excuse me, in one shape, way, or form. Um, but until about two years ago, that was me. And then I started realizing something. I can't remember if it was a conversation Chris and I had or, or another employee where I, so- I started realizing that I own a company that people also work in and it, is their livelihood. This company supports their livelihood. And if I speak and I'm the owner of the company, it's sort of like I'm speaking for the company. Yeah, you can't separate the two. No. And as much as, and that's why spot people are calling for Spotify on Joe Rogan's side. If you guys don't know, I'm going to assume, I guess I assumed everyone who Joe, Joe Rogan is. Let me, let me backtrack on that. Joe Rogan has the number one podcast in the world. It's platform is now focused on Spotify because they bought the rights to it for an astronomical number. I believe it was like a three year, hundred million dollar deal. It was something like that. Something like that. And Joe Rogan made, uh, you know, kind of his career beginnings were, um, some film. He was the host of fear factor. He is a, world-class announcer on MMA announcer. He knows MMA like the back of his hand. Very amazing. Uh, if you guys don't listen to me at MMA, I'm a huge MMA fan um, because I actually don't know exactly why. I always just thought it was really interesting. Um, but a couple MMA huge fighters went to my college and it kind of made me want to watch them as they got onto the scene. I was in college with these guys and then all of a sudden they're on TV. I'm like, whoa, this is sick. Beating us not out of each Cody, Gar- Cody Garbrandt. Uh, former world champion, um, Corey, what's Corey's last name? Another guy, Corey, he was a top five in his, in his weight class. Um, he went to Newberry where I went to school, but anyways, Joe Rogan. And then he's, he's a comedian. I mean, he's one of the better comedians, uh, touring comedians for a decade, two decades. And then he started doing the podcast and he has just really revolutionized the podcast realm. Um, and his podcast, if you guys haven't listened to the Joe Rogan experience, what he does incredible is he brings in diverse people from the left, the right, the middle, the up, the down, and people who are psychologists or professional athletes, environmentalists. I mean, you name it, he's brought them in and they have long, I mean, two and three hour dialogues, sometimes even four, sometimes even four. Um, he had a really interesting one that I loved. He brought in um, the guy who won Alone, the show Alone. Are you familiar with that, Chris? I've heard of the show. Alone is like naked and afraid, but what it should have been. Oh, the survivalist show. Survivalist show where you literally don't know how long you're going to be out there until you're the last one they come and pick you up and you get like almost nothing. 
Yeah, you get nothing if you don't last at least 100 days. And yep. then after 100 days, it's whoever leaves last. Something like that. I can't remember if you have to last 100 days or not to get something. But um, he brought in the first winner of that. And it was an amazing interview where he you know talks about all that stuff. But Joe Rogan has done a phenomenal job at creating healthy dialogue on people who agree and who disagree. Mm-hmm. One of the first. And, I mean, he's done amazing. But for, for you guys now who know him or don't, there's been a lot of backlash because he's obviously with uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, he's brought in a lot of doctors and medical professionals and from both sides, media personalities who've covered the coronavirus. And and Joe's opinion, I listen to him quite a bit, actually. Um, he thinks this has been overblown is maybe not the right word, but overcategorized. Uh, misinformation has been smeared everywhere, and he's talked about it a lot on his side. But he, but that's what's so great about him is he lets people say it from both ways and let make their own interpretation. But people have called for his head. They're asking for Spotify to remove him. People are removing their music from Spotify and in, in saying if they uh, if Joe Rogan doesn't get removed from Spotify, we're removing ourselves and and. I think it's just interesting going back to kind of my story. Like I used to be like this for two years because I spoke a lot for my employees by speaking on my own um, personal things, things that really weren't helpful. When you look back, it's one thing. There are a few hills to die on. Some of the almost 95% of what I post about was not something to hill to die on. Sure. I, there are going to be cases where I say, things on my personal social media that maybe my employees don't agree with. But I think there's two things, you know, listeners, while we're talking about this to think about is if you're saying something online or you're doing something online, whether it be for yourself, for your business, or a mix of both, make sure it's aimed at being helpful in some way and not just a rant or a blowing up a place for you to vent your frustrations. Um, because it has repercussions for other people other than yourself. And, you know, on Joe's side, I 100% side with him, just disclaimer, because he's not saying he's speaking for Spotify. He's not saying he's speaking for anybody but himself. And he has a couple people on his staff, but he's not even saying he's speaking for them. He's just saying, this is where I'm at. I'm willing to hear and be changed and transformed by your opinions. Like that's one thing I love about him, Chris, is he is open-minded to a very certain level. You know, well, it's it's he accepts a reality that this is really just an American thing. One mm-hmm. is that he he believes that COVID is over politicized. Yeah, which, whether, which whatever side of you know the mandates and everything you fall on. It is. It has been hyper politicized, and the other side of that too is like a lot of the opinions that he has on there are not opinions that he shares. A lot of them are things that he directly contradicts with. But he's a really he's really a moderate. He believes that most of the country doesn't live in in the left or right side of politics. They live mm-hmm. pre- predominantly in the middle, right? And you know they just might affiliate. You, know, you might be more fiscally conservative. And you might be more socially liberal, but most people lives somewhere in the middle. Right. And he's just kind of pushing back against this idea that you have to be part of a two party system to where you have to believe a hundred percent, or at least you have to accept a hundred percent of one side or the other. And 
I think it's a really important statement, but regardless of that, you know, what he, what he says makes an effect on how people perceive him and even the people he talks to and the people that he quote unquote promotes by having on a show to some level speaks to who he is. And the real sucky part of this is that people don't like that. Like people who have a say, who have influence. So this thing kind of started with Neil Young mm-hmm. and Joe put out this, you know, iPhone video thing that he posted basically apologizing saying, yeah, I could probably, you know, if I have someone who's Uber on one side, I could probably follow up and immediately interview somebody who's on the other side and balance the thing. Cause he's not about pushing one side or the other. He just wants to have a discussion but about all of it. This is the, and I'm glad you brought that up because no, somebody will always not be happy enough. Like, yes, no matter how much you do for one side, the other side's going to be upset, vice versa. And so, you know, the kind of point of this episode, you know, to our listeners, guys, is one, be careful speaking for other people um, when you're a business owner. It, it just be very cautious. I'm not asking you to censor yourself. None of that. I lean libertarian. If you were to ask me, I don't even, I don't say what I am. I don't believe in those kind of labels. But if you were to put a gun to my head and ask me, um, I think we should all make our own decisions when it comes to your beliefs and your viewpoints and how those come out. Um, <laughs> I say that in, in a in a way that is, you know, for things that should be up for discussion. There's things that I don't think are up for discussion at all. Um, we don't need to go into that necessarily, but... So one, just be careful with what you're putting out online because once you put it out there, you can never get it back. It's out there. It's out there. I just actually was on TikTok, which I never am on TikTok, but I was looking up our stuff for one of our companies. And this one girl, um, very famous TikToker, she actually had commented back to somebody who was like, oh, so now you're, she's a Christian and, and she's a pretty girl, whatever. And... Apparently, before she was a Christian, she had posted some pretty, you know, explicit-ish photos or whatever. And this guy goes, oh, so now you're a Christian, you know, what makes you think you, you can talk about this And when, when, when your body's all over the internet? She said, look, I can't take any of that back. All I can control is what I put out today because once you put it out, it, it can never go away and I have to live with that consequence every day. And that kind of reminded me of that is with how the internet goes is like, Man, you I mean, you can find some photos of me at 18 years old looking like a chump at my college. Like, <laughs> I wish they would. I wish they would. Uh, I wish they would go away, but they don't. Those workout board shorts, man, they never never come yeah, off I the look, internet. I look so young in my <laughs> freshman picture, but um, yeah, guys. Like, so just kind of be be cognizant of that, and 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 then the other side of that is use social media to vet your employees. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, to, to jump in there, I was working for another company several years ago and I had this guy working for me that I didn't, he kind of got put on me, you Mm -hmm. know, he was like a division to division transfer kind of thing, which really when you get moved from division to division without a really good reason, it really just means that people didn't like you. And so they put Mm -hmm. you somewhere else because they didn't want to fire you. (laughs) So they gave him to me and and he worked with me for a while. And he's just kind of this, you know, he's really immature, kind of annoying in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. And, um, someone called our office saying, Hey, is this guy work for you? And we're like, yeah. And they sent the link to his Facebook page mm-hmm. and there was 
all kinds of just craziness, foul things that he was saying to people. And they had like screens captured some comments and stuff that he had left just mm. the, the nastiest language and all kinds of stuff. And we fired him for it. It was like, look, you don't get to that. You don't get to act that way. Cause it, this was not one of those, like, you know, pol- this wasn't a political thing. Like he was just being an extremely vulgar right. and aggressive and borderline violent toward right. several people. Yeah. And we were like, you don't get to work here. Like you're a loose cannon. Yeah. You're going to say that's a direct reflection. Yeah. And you can't, you know, and people want to say, well, I said that on Facebook. That doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, it does. I don't care if you said it in faith on Facebook or someone's face, like you are part of this company and I'm not going to risk a client walking the door one day and you losing your mind. Yeah. Your Facebook is your billboard, like your personal billboard. So if you wouldn't put it on a company billboard, why would you put it on your personal one? Right. I know, and, and that's it's a tough thing, right? Because guys, as I say it out loud, it doesn't taste good. Like, I don't like people feeling like they can't do and say what they want. Well, there's a difference between you can't say it and there not being consequences for what you or say. Or you shouldn't, right. Right. Like, so that's you can kind of, say whatever you want. I'm not. You can't go to jail for anything right. you're going to say, but you can absolutely still have consequences absolutely. of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean... So anyways, for, for that's work, we'll get off that, that horse, guys. But make sure you're being careful with what you're saying and you check and see what your employees are saying. I, had, I have a great story with that. Um, early on in our business and the landscaping business we own, Trifecta, we were um, – I got a text and a call – or text and a picture, excuse me, from someone I hadn't talked to in years, really. I don't even remember who it was. I couldn't tell you. They took a picture of one of our employees. They were in the mall – reading their Bible, having lunch or dinner, excuse me, dinner after work. They had just gotten off work. And they're like, man, I, you know, I haven't seen you in years, but I just want to let you know, this is a really good look for your company that this guy, and he cleaned, oh, and I remember that he cleaned the table really well. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, like at the mall, how you, people kind of like leaving a mess because they think somebody's going to clean after him. He was in uniform too, right? He was in uniform, right. That's what I'm saying. And they were like, I don't know this guy, but he works for you. I just want you to know it's a really good look for your company that this guy's wearing uniform reading his Bible, which take that for what it is and cleaned up after himself really good. And man, that was like a great feeling, you know, but imagine the flip side of that, how bad of a feeling it can be when you have a guy who knows one day, you know, they could, someone could stop by here and like you said, Hey, they've been harassing me online, you know? So just use it both ways, guys, be wise, be smart. Can you do it? Yes. Should you No. maybe so use that formula. Um, and then the other side of this kind of reputation management, you know, online thing is kind of, t- let's talk about reviews for a minute on, on the, on your business side. This is something that a lot of people who message us from our businesses and talk about marketing and stuff, they're, they're sort of confused by reviews. Like, is it that important? Is it just important to have a good score? Is that why you want five-star reviews? So your score looks higher. Um, we had someone called this morning, uh, one of our companies and we asked them how they found out about us. And this is probably going to be a significant job, like fairly large weeks, one to two week, like big thing, right? And they said, oh, you had great reviews online. So they didn't say your score. They said you had great reviews and we read several and they all echoed the same thing. Then we looked at your website and that echoed what the review said. They didn't say echoed, but they said, oh, and it looked like it was reflective of your website. And uh, so we called you guys first. And obviously our Google was working good to get, you know, get us that initial fine, but it just reminded me, you know, so many people, I've been reading this, um, this group I'm in 
where they're like, oh, word of mouth still all I need. And, you know, those those phrases and hey, word of mouth so important because it still works. Yeah. It, word of mouth is awesome because your your customers are your greatest, you know, cheerleader after you've done a great job for them. But so those your customers are the ones leaving reviews online. They're cheering for you all the time because that review is not going anywhere. Right. So if you're not generating, you know, great reviews, guys, and using a software to do that, making sure that, you know, we use nice job uh, for our companies and nice jobs, a, a great partner for us. And what they do is they've created this amazing uh, platform for you to generate new reviews and then have great marketing materials so you can share those reviews in a really attractive marketing way. And so shout out a nice job and they make it so easy. I think we started using them like six, seven months ago. Yeah, we've generated like 70, 60, 70 more reviews since then, like 10 a month. Yeah, it was like August, yeah, September, some, something, something like, like that. that. And we're in February now for people listening back, but in the future. In, in the, the future. future. <laughs> um, so, so guys, if you haven't used something like Nice Job, it's really hard to remember to ask people for a review when you're in the hustle and bustle of uh, working day to day or in the office and just things just miss. So check out Nice Job. Um, Tell them we sent you. You can get a little discount. What's our What's our discount with them, Chris? I don't even know. Um, Fifty dollars off your first month is what I think it is. Yeah. So if you say the Down Business Podcast sent you, um, they'll they'll hook you up there. Um, but anyways, you know, make sure you're you're using all the tools you have online for reputation management. Like we're talking about to your full advantage, your, your Google, my business page, your review generation for Google and your Facebook reviews and, um, next door, something we're putting an emphasis on emphasis on this year. Next door has a lot of great features because of review generation as well and reputation management. So, um, guys, if you're looking to take your business to the next level this year, before you spend a lot of money, let's exhaust everything that's already at your hands, at your fingertips, excuse me. You know, that's that guerrilla marketing is what that's called, that organic marketing. Make sure you're you're exhausting that. And uh, we're not going to give a timeline, but we're going to be coming out with some some uh, resources and some courses over the next several months. Is that fair enough to say? Yes, yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, where you can watch these videos that we're going to put out on these things to help you do that because... Yes, we own Pure Marketing, and that's a company we'd love to work with you on. But there are times where we're like, you don't need to you work with us yet. You need to exhaust these other measures. And so Google and review generation um, through things like Nice Job, uh, so shout out to them, um, is is very, very important and, and get it for a nominal fee. So make sure you guys check them out. And again, guys, you know, just kind of a recap. Make sure you're being careful what's being said online. Make sure you're using, um, you know, your platforms to build your companies up and not try to tear p- other people down or other thoughts down unless, you know, there are sometimes that hill to die on. One for me would be, um, I don't even know if I should say it on there. I've got a couple that I'm very passionate about that I would I would die on, but every single hill is not one to die on is what I'm trying to get at. So Speaking of reputations, you should tell the story of that guy who called you I, don't, I almost don't want to say crazy it too guy. much. The, well, we've had a few crazy guys that we've talked to over the years, but p- specifically we were talking to a landscape guy about some marketing oh, yeah. stuff and he was getting some help from a guy and we yes. had heard that he wasn't the guy to get yes, help from. Yes, yes. And then that guy called you. You need to say, you need I to will tell, tell the story. story and I hope this boosts our S- listenership today because this was nuts. We, uh, I do some business consulting in the green industry space and 
transferring that over to home and service businesses. Um, and this guy, uh, a guy I was coaching, he's doing amazing, young guy. He's going to hit a million dollars in revenue this year at 22 years old. Incredible. He was asking me about this person. He said, hey, do you know this guy? And I said, actually, yeah, I've heard about this guy, Reputation. Uh, he, he's kind of a scam artist. And we now know he's not just kind of. We now yeah. know a year later that he's absolutely a scam artist. And this person was like, oh, okay. Um, okay, well, I guess I don't need to work with him. Well, I guess I got back around that guy that I mentioned something, and he called our office, terrorized our office manager at the time, uh, scared her. Then we you know, put me on speakerphone for the next 30 minutes, just made death threats and told me I was everything terrible in this world. Basically every curse word, every derogatory comment you can make. Didn't he say he's going to make you lick his boots? So I'm like, <laughs> make you, yeah. I have proof of this. I, I, took a, li- I took a video while it was happening. So jokes on him. I love yeah. licking boots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Brunt boots. My favorite pair. There you go. I love Brunt boots. Uh, yeah. It was like jokes on you, man. It's, it's my like favorite activity. It's my know? favorite activity. My daughter loves cleaning doorknobs like with soap. So that's hilarious. So she said clean that. and nickelly yeah, when she, she looks she said, I'm making my birthday cake. I'm like, <laughs> she said that last night doing the shower handle thing. Um, but anyways, yeah, this person went nuts on me. And like, here's what's crazy is I know a lot of people in this space. So then I share that story with other people. And now it's like kind of spread that this stay away from this person. Right. And so guys, you, it's hard to get your reputation back when it's gone. Like there's actually, I would love to say this as we wrap up, uh, whether you, think this guy is a good guy or not trevor bauer i've mentioned on the podcast before amazing pitcher in the major leagues like for what you think of he is as a person doesn't matter like that's fine one of the most talented pitchers i've ever seen he has five i'm a baseball a former baseball player guy so five pitches for strikes those 99 miles an hour works really hard and he kind of became the first youtube sensation for baseball like he has a great youtube channel and shows like what it's like being in the clubhouse and amazing media mogul for baseball, right? Well, he was accused this summer of things he did with the woman that he shouldn't have is what she said, right? Well, he gets automatically suspended. Like there was, was there, there was no proof yet. Nothing. Didn't go to trial. Nothing. Right. And as you can hear my voice, the conclusion is the charges were dropped three days ago. Okay. Yeah. But what I'm, what I'm frustrated about is not that he might've done something is that for his reputation, he was suspended the rest of the year with pay. He couldn't pitch for three months, four months. The season's over. And, you know, eight months, seven months later, it finally, it gets resolved finally. When I say finally, it took so long. Um, and again, whether you believe he didn't do it, the, the DA said they're not doing charges. Uh, he went to another trial and they said there's not any evidence for she had filed for a restraining order. Did he, what he do was right? No. Did he do something criminal? No. But the reputation of that, I don't think he'll ever be able to shake it. I mean, I'm a little back and forth on, on cases like this because unfortunately the justice system is not about what happened. It's about what you can prove, which, that's what I'm saying. which, which is a, it's, it's, that's an important part of it for sure. So like whether he did it or not, no, no, I knows, right. It's his, his word versus her word. But um, yeah, only two but, people know exactly. Yeah, what but happened. let's pre- let's let's presume that he's innocent because mm-hmm. he wasn't charged. So you have to presume he's and, innocent. And what's the phrase? What's the? That's my point. You're making right. right. You don't have to go that further. Presumed innocent until proven guilty. Right. But right now, it's the opposite. It's you're you're guilty until proven innocent. It's the cancel culture. Yeah, it's, and that's 
Exactly, Chris. Yeah. And to wrap this up is like, this is not about Trevor Bauer. This is about the example of, this is really hard to do. If you're in a business owner situation and one of these things happens to you as well, it's going to linger. Like we just had somebody go on the BBB and write us a bad review for something we didn't do. Yeah. We just, they, they are not a good customer. They've lied about this. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do. We've joked about this. There should be a, a Google reviews for customers so people don't work with them. And they get to just go and tell, say whatever. And it's like, we're at the mercy of that. And so business owners, just be careful um, what you're saying online, what you're doing, what you're presenting yourself as, and be wi- as wise and as slow to speak as possible. It's funny. It's ironic because two years ago, I would have told you totally different. <laughs> say what you want. <laughs> say what you, yeah. Learn, uh, you live and you learn and you become hopefully wiser over time as you have experiences. But again, reputation management, use nice job, check it out. Uh, down to business sent you 50 bucks off your first month and uh, thank you guys for being a great listener uh, we appreciate the loyalty to the podcast can't wait to show you some guys some things we're doing soon I should be building a studio out here in several weeks um, starting to put some videos of, of the podcast online and I'm uh, really excited about the future so again thank you guys Alex Kirby here down to business podcast where your business is our business you, we'll see you guys next time make sure you go give us a five star review on anywhere you listen to podcasts thanks everybody 